1: It's Tracy,
0: and I am back with super producer Alex for another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. Alex, how are you?
2: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I'm glad to be here. Good
0: deal. Now, um, have, you ever, have you ever had like a car stolen or anything?
2: Never a car, but I can tell you that I'm very excited to implement my latest, well, really my only birthday present this year. What? Which was uh, a, a package of four Apple Air Tags.
0: Oh, what are you going to do? you know what do? those are? Yeah. They, so they, they little, locate
2: things. Exactly. It's a GPS locator. They work the same way as the find my phone app in mm-hmm. your uh, on your iPhone or your iDevice, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're out of cell range somewhere out in the middle mm-hmm. of the desert, they'll, uh, pardon me, they'll actually connect to other iPhones in the area Yeah. and use those to broadcast, which is sort oh. of fascinating. But, you know, um, bicycle theft has gotten so out of hand here in Colorado. I mean, so ridiculously out of hand. I'm hearing stories of people that are pumping gas, and they turn and they look at the back of their car, and there's somebody standing there stealing their bike oh. while wow, they're pumping gas. Uh-huh. No kidding. But anyway, so I've now taken these things and uh, permanently installed them on my four bicycles, so that I can track them down. Should they wow! Be and um, you know, the, you get four of these things for a hundred bucks. It's not that bad.
0: Wow. So uh, where would you where are you going to reveal where they're located?
2: No. Of course not.
0: Not even a little bit.
2: I'll tell you privately, but knock it off, <laughs> turd muffin.
0: <laughs> well, you know who wished they had some air tags was our I guest today. I put them today. inside
2: the frame of the bicycle. I so figured it takes so some put- real work to yeah, remove that.
0: Yeah, totally. well, you know who um, who wished they would have had some air tags is who? our guest today, Nora Burns.
2: Nora wasn't she on The Simpsons? She's a Simpsons character, right?
0: Uh, no, that's Mr. Burns. This okay, is and
2: this is not that's not not,
0: her not related not related. Yeah. And so anyway, so she had a um car stolen and I believe it was a Hyundai and you know uh-huh. those are really popular to steal now. Okay. And there's an the easy way to do it anyway. Uh she What's the easy way to do it? Well, I don't know exactly. But it's easier than many many other cars.
2: Okay. Yeah. Easier so, than a Mini. Got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she uh she used her investigative techniques to help the police and they found her car i
2: I hope there's more detail to this story because this is like a bowl of pasta with no salt
0: well i'm telling you it is super interesting what kind of feels
2: like it's congealing into a glob
0: it's not a glob it is i'll tell you what it is it is a sparkling story of how you can be your own investigator
2: Stop putting glitter in the pasta. It just it doesn't work. It <laughs> no, doesn't I'm need those little you, I'm crunchy flavor crystals. I am Knock so it off.
0: impressed by her investigative skills, <laughs> And she is going to tell us also, as a result of what she learned, mm-hmm. of what never to do in a 7-Eleven store.
2: And is that where the theft occurred, at a 7-Eleven store?
0: That she, she was able to trace the car at least for a little bit to a 7-Eleven
2: okay so they just drove it to the store well, somebody they, that stole was, her that car was, and that drove it to the store their stops.
0: that was one of their stops
2: <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> well let's stop listening to you and I running our ridiculous mouths and go listen to Nora who sounds a lot more interesting and if nothing else maybe she'll use her Simpsons voice
0: <laughs> she doesn't have a Simpsons voice she's very impressive we love her and we're going to talk to her right now yeah Hi, it's Tracy, and I am back with what I'm sure is gonna be a very compelling interview here on Truth, Lies, and Cover-ups. I have my friend Nora Burns with us. And actually, I do not know the details of this story. So we're going in a little bit blind to this, and we're gonna come up with some really cool stuff. But here's what I do know is that Nora became involved as I'm gonna say a victim of a massive car theft ring here in Denver uh wasn't getting the action that she needed out of the police and decided to take this case on herself uh and so so Nora welcome to the show. Hi. Oh my god. Okay. So what happened? Okay, so your car gets stolen. We know that. that car gets what stolen.
1: What kind of car? Tell us the whole yeah. thing. So um it was June of last year, June 2021 and I had a Hyundai Santa Fe sport um that I I loved it was a great car and it um I was going out to my first post vaccination social event I was super excited right like we have all of these friends finally getting together Uh for the first time in a long time and I need to run some errands before I go so I go out to my car and my car is not there it's just not on the street and I'm like oh wait I must have parked it somewhere else I'm like no 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 and so after some um efforts with my neighbor where we were walking up and down the block clicking my fob and like looking at every car like what's going on like nope it's been stolen Now wait
0: so okay so that has to be an interesting moment because like was there glass anywhere or
1: yeah. no no no, no glass gone. no signs of it and what's more is because I was going to this um party my next door neighbor was going to be checking in on my dogs that night and so i texted her i'm like um you don't need to check in on the dogs because it seems my car's been stolen Mm -hmm. so i can't go anywhere she's like i just saw your car so so you were at home so the car was stolen from your house okay so you weren't in front of my house from parked on the street in front of my house um and and i live on a it, it's it's essentially a dead end. It T intersects. There's okay. no reason for people to be coming down my street. Mm-hmm. Um it's not a it's not a busy, you know, mm-hmm. kind of area. And the um, so yeah, so I text my neighbor and I'm like, yeah, I think my, it seems my car's been stolen <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm still in disbelief. And she's like, no, I just saw it. I just saw your car. I went to the Home Depot at 1 30 and I saw your car. And this is like 3 30. You know, sometime between three and three thirty is when I discover the car is missing. So so yeah. they took your car to home. Depot. How did she know it was your car? No, no, no. She said she just went to Home Depot and she saw my car parked on the street when she left. Oh, oh, oh like, okay. I just, it was just it was just there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I like losing my brain is the clicker not working? And so I, I had been on the phone with the police and I hang up, you know, I hadn't I was still on hold and I hang up and I go outside and she and I then walk together and she's like, I swear it was just parked right there at 130. I saw it mm-hmm. at 130. And we're now out there between three and 3:30. Mm-hmm. And so we have our window kind of of, of when it was so a beautiful sunny afternoon, like mm-hmm. just a gorgeous day. And um, so this whole concept that if with better lighting, less cars will be stolen as I'm not too convinced about. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so um, so I'm like, no, it's gone. And so then um, I go back, I call the police. Uh, I wait on hold. They have, to, they have to call me back later and take a statement from me because mm-hmm. the police are crazy busy at this time and part yeah. of that is the number of uh, cars that are being stolen. Mm-hmm. But along the way during this time, I remember getting this ping that my Discover card was over its limit. Oh. And I was like, I remember thinking, I purposely wasn't using that card because I just made a large purchase on it and I hadn't made the payment that I was planning to make that weekend. So I'd actually taken that card out of my wallet. Uh-huh. So I was at the store the week before, the, like just two days before, actually. Uh-huh. I'd taken it out of my wallet and I'd placed it in the center console of my car. Oh. And I'd taken it out thinking, do not use this card. And I was in my car at the time. So I just slipped it in my center console. Uh-huh. Didn't give it another thought and then all of a sudden i was like wait i got that ping and i just thought it was like um an auto renewal right yeah. like oh my gosh i hadn't thought of an auto renewal that's on that card um so i went to my discover.com mm-hmm. and i looked it up and i was like no nope, purchase attempted at a 711 at 2 thir- at 2:29 p.m.
0: wait a minute so okay so they went over the limit <laughs> of your card at
1: 711 <laughs> yeah like my maxed out card they tried to use at 7-Eleven. Okay. So the card was, there wasn't any room on the card. There was like $20. Of a 20 oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, they were going to go over. But what was interesting is that I know that at 2.29 PM, someone mm-hmm. tried to use my card, which okay. means, that, and, and Amanda saw my card, saw my car parked on the street in front of my house at huh. So it was less than an hour later that they'd stolen the car. Wow. Okay. So now I call, I call discover and I said, is there any chance? Can you tell me like the details? Cause all it says is seven 11, what seven 11, which seven mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. And they pulled the record. Very nice, very helpful team at discover card, big fan. And they pull it all up. They give me the address, the store number. Um, and, and the time is exact, right? Because it's point of sale. It's exactly 2:29 yeah. is when they tried to scan it. Yeah. And I was like, great. Thank you so much. Please cancel this card. Send me a new card. Um, Thank you very much. And while I'm here, can you take my payment? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it all worked out. And then of course I didn't have a car at that time, but when I did my police report later that night, I made sure that they knew that this card had been used at that 7-Eleven at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that gave us a little bit of information. So Um, so then there are all of the things that have to happen, right? I have to call my insurance company. Yeah. My insurance company was horrific, bad, really bad through the entire process that it took. There was not one time that anybody asked me from that insurance company if I was okay. Um, Okay. So let's talk about this
0: insurance company. Um, what, what, we don't want to name people like too closely, but what would that, what would that rhyme
1: with? Well, I'm just saying that sometimes you shouldn't go with the flow. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you shouldn't go with the flow. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And so it was, it was a really, it was just a really bad experience. Uh Um, And I've compared it to some others and that have had very different experiences. Uh So, um, so they had asked me what I had done to go look for my car. Uh-huh. um was one of the first one of the things they asked me. They also asked me if I'd taken out a loan against my car in the last year, if I'd taken out any credit card here yeah fraud all that. Just saying that I was committing fraud. Well, it but probably happens is, all the time. I wouldn't even know how you would do that. I now I'm not the most street smart <laughs> person on the planet, but I don't understand why at a time when I could have sold that car for $25,000 Mm -hmm. what I would have to gain by making an insurance claim with it. I don't even understand how I would benefit from it. Right. So. um, Well, you get the cash is so, so
0: let's say the car had depreciated significantly
1: except it had not Well, yeah, but let's say, yeah, let's say it did. Then you get the cash. That's what, that's how that works. Yeah. I just, but the car's going to still be, I I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm not that savvy uh, when it comes to how to rip off an insurance company. But It is, but it was interesting, and I get being protective of fraud. The mm-hmm. challenge is that that's where they started. Our mm-hmm. very first conversation, they asked me a series of questions about if I'd taken out a second mortgage, if I had taken out a loan on the car, if I'd tried to sell the car, if I'd so they assumed fraud from the beginning, which, oh, as wow, a customer of 10 years, um didn't feel great. And then, and the woman, and I kept saying, like, I have no idea what this has to do with the th- with the theft of my car. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this makes no sense to me, but she was on a recorded line. And yeah. after she stopped the recorded line, she said, I have to ask these questions of everyone. I do not believe that you are trying to rip us off of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. kind of a thing, but I have to ask it of everyone. And what's interesting is that I've actually, actually started a survey of people who've had their cars stolen and what mm-hmm. their insurance experience has been. And what I found is that every other insurance company doesn't start here. Oh, wow. Um, and so, so it was this horrible customer experience, which cost cost them me as a customer and everybody I know, I will not. Well, really, and I will spread the word. And um, that, that's one of the things that, that you
0: do professionally is uh, talk about, you know, the employee customer experience and things yeah. like that. So they, yeah, they really shot themselves in the foot in a lot bigger way than just one
1: customer. Oh, so many ways, like right, like just, yes. And now I take a stage. Now I take mm-hmm. a stage. Um, and and there is, I have actually gone to the point, um, and they actually had some issues with me and how they treated me was outside mm-hmm. of um, uh, insurance regulation. So there actually is a ding on their record with the state of Colorado. Oh wow! Because I filed a complaint with the insurance commission that they saw was a valid complaint. Um, so there is a ding against them uh, right now. So I was just getting ripped up left and right. (laughs) So, um, so anyhow, so I do that and I let the insurance company know that, that the 7-Eleven has footage of whoever stole my car. Um, and then when I get a vehicle, a friend of mine, a gracious, very gracious friend of mine, which I'm forever thankful for, lent me a car, Mm -hmm. um, which is also when you think about like the, the impact of vehicle theft, Mm -hmm. uh, I understand my very privileged state Mm -hmm. of being in a network of people where I two people within the first 24 hours offer me their spare car. Oh, wow. Um, And a lot of people are not in a socioeconomic friendship group that where people literally have extra cars in their garage. Sure. Sure. So I'm incredibly thankful for that because most insurance companies like mine have a cap on your rental. So yeah, your
0: rental insurance,
1: yeah. It's X percent per, it was mine is mine at the time was $40 a day to a maximum of $1,500 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, in June of 2021, you could not rent a car for $40 a day. Right. There was such a demand on rental cars that it just didn't, it wasn't in the car. Well, there weren't any cars. There weren't any cars. There yeah. were so many, so many things going on at that time. So it was outside of, I mean, so yeah, so I'm incredibly thankful for that. And mm-hmm. then um, I ended up driving and I talked to the police and said, where's the most likely places where my car will be? Mm-hmm. And I went onto this Facebook group uh-huh. in Colorado called um, Colorado Stolen Cars. Oh, public Facebook group. Oh, it has over 34,000 members of it. um and it is people will post this is my information about my car this is all the details about it here's a picture of it this is where it was stolen from and then other people will look for that car and there's some people who are part of this group who who they've had their car stolen so they spend hours every week helping people find their cars Mm -hmm. in the most likely spots right Um, now now what are the most likely spots Right. So now they tend to move because there are some groups that move from area to area. But because my car was stolen, um, I live by the University of Denver on the Mm -hmm. south end of Denver. Um, They said the the South Broadway, um, the when you get to really South Broadway, Inglewood area, there's a series of um, hotels and motels that are. Lower end hotels and motels. Oh, yeah, the lucky you. Have you been down there? <laughs> I've been hey, going The insurance company, but we are naming the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there's all of these. And then they said, of course, East Colfax. Uh-huh. So, east <clears throat> of I 25 on Colfax, same thing. The hotels and motels that are shady and mm-hmm. uh, along that way. And they said those are those are the, some of the most likely spots. And then they also said like um if you find it and you have your spare key, do not get into the car like because Why? that car's been that car's been reported stolen. So if you get pulled over, they're coming guns drawn, right? Oh. So they're like never ever if your car's been stolen and you find it on your own, never ever use your spare key. Um to reclaim your vehicle, black box it in and call the police. And so, yeah. So I was like, Oh yeah. I hadn't thought about the fact that it's been reported stolen and I'm going to then be a suspect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so I talked with, um, when I reported and I said, you know, what are some of the things? And then I talked to the, I looked at stolen, Colorado stolen cars, Mm -hmm. put my information out there. And, um, and then I was, I spent hours upon hours driving, um, South Broadway in particular, because I thought they stopped at this 7 yeah. Eleven down just, it was like a mile and a half from my house. Mm-hmm. And in order to get to that 7 Eleven, they had to make a left turn on Broadway, which isn't fun uh, against the yeah. light.
0: No. You know, <clears throat>
1: life. And so in my mind, I was trying to apply logic to people who are not functioning in a logical way. <laughs> I'm like, they must, this must be like a neighborhood haunt that they would make uh-huh. a left turn into this 7 Eleven and not make the right turn into that one over there. Mm. And so in my mind, they were probably in England. So I was um, the first night before I had the friend's borrowed car, a friend, a different friend of mine drove me around and I was clicking my extra fob and I was, I was clicking my fob and I was um, I have a, I had a tile in the car. So I was trying to connect on the tile. Oh, wow. To see if that might connect because it had Mm -hmm. been on my dog's harness and the dog's harness was in the car. Oh. And so I was trying to do that, but I was I was so excited that that might actually work. But we spent hours and hours driving um, through these areas without any luck. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're missing a bike in the Greater Denver area, you mm-hmm. should do this. This is there are so many bikes. <laughs> he <laughs> found so a lot of bikes. them. And I did locate somebody else's stolen car that had been posted on this Colorado stolen car. Oh, stage. really? Yeah. So I went in and said, you know, at this. East Colfax, this looks like your car. The plates are missing, but the sure shirt does look like your car. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, but it was very interesting. And then I filed a second police report with the city of Inglewood mm-hmm. for um, financial fraud, because it was in Inglewood that they used my card. Oh, my right. credit card. For, yeah. Right? And then one day I just popped into the 7-Eleven. The same and- one the Same one. I stopped Uh in at that 7-Eleven and I said, Hey, it was like a week later. Said, hey, any chance, you know, is the manager here? Yeah, the manager's here. Said any chance the police have come by to get footage from you on June from June 4th. And he looked at me, he's like, What are you talking about? And I was Uh like, So that's a no.
0: Uh
1: I said, so and I explained the whole thing. My card had been stolen, credit card was Uh in the car. They tried to use it here. I have the exact time and day. Could you? maybe pull up and see if you've got footage. Uh-huh. And um, so they said, he's like, of course. So he takes me in his back office uh-huh. and pulls up all the cameras. P.S. Every square inch of a 7-Eleven is covered by a camera. Okay. So, so be like, careful. Do not anybody listen. Do If you're going to ever try to snitch anything, it's not at a, at a 7-Eleven. Okay. Their security was buttoned up. I uh-huh. was, I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think my bank has that many cameras. Oh, um, it was impressive. huh. So he went to it and we started watching the film and we know what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking for somebody where the card is declined, except both of us were still in our traditional mentality that mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if my card ever gets declined, I have like this expression of what, uh-huh. <laughs> like, run it again. Like that can't yeah. be right. That's yeah. not my, you know, that can't <laughs> be right. And um, so we were kind of looking for that body language mm-hmm. of that, forgetting that of course this person knew there was a high risk the card mm-hmm. would not be active and he doesn't want to challenge it, doesn't want to draw attention to himself. Mm-hmm. We had to go back and look at it again. And uh, we watch it again, I see him, and he he was very antsy coming up to it. He was very like movement a lot. I think there was. Um, based on what we know now, there was a lot of drugs involved in this person. Oh God, yeah. They were in that zone. And then when they they swipe it, he immediately has a second card to swipe, right? So oh. it's so fast. It's as if he just swiped the wrong side of the card mm-hmm. and um, on the video perspective. Um, so it was great. And I say to the manager, like, I can't believe it didn't occur to me to step in with the USB. To take a copy of this, and mm-hmm. he was fantastic because he's like, "Do I you have your phone?" I'm like, "Yeah." Did he like, text it to you? Just video your video it on your phone. Oh, duh. so he replayed it, and uh-huh. I just held my camera up and I captured a video of the video, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then I took us. I went home and I took a screenshot of the best image that I can get of this person. They're wearing a ball cap, uh-huh. but they have very visible tattoos. Oh. And um I posted that. I blocked out the other people's faces and I posted that on that Colorado stolen card Facebook page. Okay. Under where my car was stolen. I I said, this is the person who I believe stole my car because they had tried to use the credit card that was in it. If you recognize them, please let me know. And that week I got a call from the Denver's Denver Metro Auto Task Force group. So, and, and that is, and that is a police thing or what is it? Yeah. Called? It's a police thing. It's called, um, I think the full name of it is like CMAT or something. It's okay, like Colorado something auto theft task force. Okay. And so a member of that task force called me and said, Hey, I am, you know, this person, I saw your posting with this picture. I know this person. Oh, um, this is a known felon. Um, do you have any other images? Do you have any video? What else do you have? Uh And I was like, I will send you all of it. (laughs) Like I have more images. I, and I can give you the name of the manager at the Seven Eleven. and um, and he's like, how did you get this video? Uh He's like, and I said, I just, I I just, I just asked. And he said, I love that you did that because when police show up and ask for video, people go on their back foot. Right. Uh Oh. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I might have to call corporate and I might need to mm-hmm. you know, get permission and blah, blah, blah. Because um, he goes, so when citizens ask for it, it's much more likely that it's actually going to just be done without us having to go get a warrant or what have you. You know, huh. so, Okay. Yeah, okay. So he recognized the person. Um, and so we were that much closer. And then um, we watch for it and watch for it. And then I had a false report of it being located. Mm -hmm. Um, because they told me they had to update the record because my car would be put on a fingerprint hold because we now had it connected to this known felon. Okay. Um, My car would need to be put on a fingerprint hold once it was located. And, um, he's like, so I'm going to go and update the record to make sure nobody releases the car. Nobody like, you know, does messes Mm -hmm. with the car in any way Mm -hmm. once they find it. And when they updated the record, um, My insurance company misread that. So instead of them looking at what had been edited on the file, they assumed the file had been edited. So my car must have been found. So without actually looking at the update, Mm -hmm. they called me and left me a voicemail that said, we're aware that your car has been located. And um, we want to (laughs) know what you want to do, if you're going to keep it, if you're going to, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, so excited. I was like, oh my God, my car's been found, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is great. And it was like June 14th. So it only been 10 days, Mm -hmm. which was promising for me that Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe we can still save the the car. Maybe Mm -hmm. it will not be a complete total mess, right? And so, um, and then they're like, no, we can't find it. What are you talking about? We don't know where it is. It goes through this whole up and down. Only to come back to the fact that no, I call the person from the task force and they're like, your car's not been found. Like, oh,
0: so this insurance company is just, just an
1: insurance company yeah. mess up, which was the hardest day of the whole process. Oh, because cause was, they just like yanked the rug out from you. Because it was this false hope, right? Uh-huh. It was actually harder than the first day it was stolen. Yeah. That was the hardest day. Mm. So, but then ultimately my car's found, um, July, it was the first week of July,
0: Okay, how, because you got like two weeks in there. What, yeah. How
1: did it get found? What happened? What, what were you a doing? fantastic citizen whose name I do not know. Uh-huh. Um, so the car was actually pulled up next, uh, in front of apparently a known drug house. Oh. Um, but they left it running. Now, remember, my car is being operated with a screwdriver at this point. They oh. don't have a key,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, which we can talk about how easy this car was to be stolen, which is mm-hmm. a whole nother problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my guess is whoever got out of it just didn't want to risk not being able to position it, Turn right it back on. It, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're not the person who normally does it. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows why? Again, I'm trying to apply logic.
0: Let, no um, logic. Yeah. No. So,
1: and there's not a lot of logic happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyhow, somebody who lives, on that same block, um, when they left the car running on the street, called the police and said, "Suspicious vehicle left running on the street." Um, and so then the cops show up and claim the vehicle. Uh, oh, they took so, it. They towed it. Yeah, so they took it and they they took it to the the sheriff's impound lot here in Colorado. It must have been Whatever. running for a long time. I don't know. I don't know long enough now. Quite frankly, if I lived next to a drug house and I knew it was any, I would be pretty much pretty vigilant about whenever weird cars showed Calling, uh-huh. but I would think that it was running for a period of time uh-huh. um, for them to, to notice it and for the, the police to be able to show up. Now, ironically, it was only a couple blocks south of East Colfax. Um, Okay. One of those areas. Yeah. I was super, super close to where this car was found when I went around driving, uh, looking for it. So wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's how it turned up. And then um, and then it went to the impound lot, and then they had to do the fingerprint hold and they matched it to stuff. And then um, and they said this is, you know, when I (laughs) had to get a sense of like what the car was like, and the detective told me he's like, You're not gonna, this this car's gone. It's done this car's done. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to the impound lot and they said, you can, you know, reclaim, you know, whatever you want from the car. Uh-huh. Um, essentially at that point, anything in the car you own. Right. Okay. And, um, which is a very interesting concept, but so I go while I, while the captain drives me through the lot to my vehicle, uh-huh. as we're, as we're driving up to it, um, I see just the back end of it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's in great shape like it's in amazing shape. And I just bought a new car, a new used car, like uh-huh. June 29th, once my insurance company yeah. declared it a total loss,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, because they thought it wasn't going to be found. They have 30 days after it, they had 30 okay. days according to my policy to wait out if the uh-huh. car's going be found. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's in great shape. I'm going to own two cars. What am I going to do? <laughs> right? Like I don't need two cars. Uh-huh. So, um, so we go up. And then as we get closer, I see this mound of stuff in the back seat. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. And then um, so he goes over and he opens it up. And as he releases the back hatch, mm-hmm. we both just involuntarily back up. Like uh-huh. it is the stench that comes off of this car. Oh, is- no. When I described it to a friend of mine who used to work um in drug enforcement. Mm-hmm. They said I've just described the mixture of like meth with pot, right? Oh. Like, and um and the chemical kind of reaction kind of stuff. And it was mm-hmm. just nasty you know, He was the captain again. The captain was fantastic. He had um puncture resistant gloves. So while I had brought gloves, it hadn't even occurred to me to bring puncture resistant gloves. Oh yeah, for needles and he stuff. He dug through the mess for me. And I was like, none of this is mine, right? Uh-huh. Like um. And there were things missing that didn't make sense. Like there was a seat protector on the back seat, but apparently they took that off because who the hell wants to protect the seat of the car that you stole. Right. Um, and, um, there was, but like I had, you know, as a speaker, I had backup ring light in the back. Oh yeah. uh, the thing for Mm -hmm. when I'm at events and, and bring it out and that kind of a thing. And, and, um, And it's also amazing how many things I had in my car and what the value of those things added up to Uh my hiking sticks were in there and my dog's hiking gear and, Uh you know, like all of this stuff that you don't think about in your car. Uh um, Was any of it, did you get anything out of it? No, Um, nothing in there was salvageable. The only thing that I took out of that car was um, the popped ignition switch. um, I kept for posterity. Oh, yeah. The, the key function that had been popped out of the, uh, uh-huh. oh um, so yeah. So, but, but what was heartbreaking, uh-huh. um, that this car had had a thousand lives since I left it. Uh-huh. Right. So, um, they put 5,000 miles on my car, 5,000 miles in a month, 5,000 miles in a month. So Where? they're guessing that mine was a transport car. That's all they could appreciate was that mine was running drugs. Um, well, that's, that's, that's a halfway uh, across the country and back, like in constant motion for a month, right? Like, I'm like, that's an impressive tally, but Mm -hmm. yeah, which by the way, then my insurance company um, used against me to say that the mileage that I reported the car at and the mileage that the car was found at was different. So they were going to deduct that from my total. Oh my gosh. What losers. I was like, you're surprised that people drove my car after they stole it. Right. Like, (laughs) so. (laughs) So who knows? So anyhow, but they, um, they'd written on with permanent marker on the, on the car, on the, on the upholstery. What? Um, we uncovered nothing less than seven lighters. There was Uh this foil that he opened up and it was all black inside and black tar heroin, Uh um, remnants of, of, of different drugs in the car. But what was most heartbreaking was the fact that there were, um, children's belongings in the car.
0: Oh really? I don't have kids. Yeah, no.
1: So there were backpack, there was a kid's backpack, there were kids toys, there were crayons. And now I don't know at the time, I didn't know that sometimes they take stuff from other stolen cars and put it into the first stolen car when there's a tag team Uh thing happening. Um, So I don't know if that was theirs or if that was, if that belonged to somebody from this gang or if that was Uh from another vehicle that got towed over. Uh But and um, the other startling thing was that I found these um, application, job applications or contractor applications with this most amazingly beautiful handwriting. Oh, really? It struck me and I thought, who went from this to that, right? Uh-huh. But again, probably from another stolen car that got pulled over. But uh-huh. I didn't know, I, didn't, I wasn't educated on all the things, stolen cars. At
0: so, so this was a pretty big trauma for you. Again, I remember yeah. following it online yeah. Back when, when it was posted and because it was like, it was like a daily post of one thing yeah. or another, right? This is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
1: so are you glad you found the car or not? I am. I'm glad mm-hmm. I found the car. It was traumatic to see the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it finalized that like, this was no longer my car. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I've never been a person to name a car. I've named the new car. That's the oh. first time I've done that. Mm-hmm. The new used car. Um, but that's because of an interaction with the salesperson that sold it to me, who was fantastic.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but the I, I've never had a strong attachment to cars, right? Okay. Like I'm not that person who's I mean, I'm not driving a fancy car. I'm driving mm-hmm. a Hyundai Santa Fe that's you know, it was like a I'm trying to remember what year it was, 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it I've never had that like strong out of attachment to a vehicle, but mm-hmm. there was still the um it was really the the fact that these people, the harder trauma was the fact that these people had such easy access to my car and to my life. Mm-hmm. The fact that there were keys in that car, their house keys, they weren't mm-hmm. my house key. Uh-huh. They were the house keys of, of, of two good friends of mine that thankfully I never put addresses or their names on, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wouldn't have known that. So the fact that they might try those house keys on my house because they mm-hmm. had my address. Mm-hmm on the registration paper sure. all of that kind of stuff in the car um so it made my house not feel as safe
0: oh because so so what have you done as a result of this what what oh can what what tips can you offer just like a because we don't want to stay all day here right just like a oh my few god tips. we could
1: i could talk about that i haven't even told you yet about the fact that i testified at the grand jury against this gang oh um and that i went and spoke at the sentencing of the person who was the ringleader who's the person who stole my car happened uh-huh. to be the ringleader of this group called the sopranos they called themselves the sopranos uh. can't, even be, can't even make this stuff up uh-huh. um and it was definitely um it was drug related i mean they were they mm-hmm. were stealing cars to feed their meth habit and uh-huh. that came out report um but they and the person, who, um, the person who stole my car is now in prison for 16 years for racketeering.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, he did apologize. And I'm incredibly thankful for test- having had the opportunity to speak at his sentencing um, and the fact that he apologized. I am not naive enough to not recognize that he did that for the benefit of the court, uh-huh. but it's still there, right? right. It's, it's still there. Um, so all of that has taken place. but. Yeah. I, I still stop people at intersections or mm-hmm. when I see people in parking lots and they're driving Hundys or Kias, mm-hmm. I will say if it's key operated, order a club right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so the thing of it about all of this, that makes me the most upset is people mm-hmm. would say, well, have you forgiven the people who stole your car? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, the people, here's the thing. The people who stole my car did their job very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Okay. Right. They stole my car in broad daylight in a short period of time where nobody saw them. Um, They didn't leave any glass or remnants around. Mm -hmm. If that's your job, they did the job very well. Okay. All right. Right? So, and I, you know, as a leadership um, and workplace culture expert, appreciate a job well done. Okay. My my insurance company did Uh not do their job well. Their job was to protect me and my car. Mm -hmm. right they did not do their job well so Mm -hmm. that was very frustrating but most frustrating is the fact that Hyundai and kia is aware that this is a known issue that their cars are incredibly easy to steal oh they're they're key operated vehicles not the clicky not the push button start Mm -hmm. but the ones where you actually put a key in Mm -hmm. Um, and i know it's a known issue Um, my insurance company told me no less than three times that this is a known issue with these vehicles and when they told me the first time i said then why didn't you tell me? Like mm-hmm. you knew what kind of car I drove and you knew this was a risk. All of the junk mail you send me. Mm-hmm. How at mm-hmm. no point did you did you reach out to me and say, we know that this is a, a known threat. You might wanna add an additional safety feature to your car. Uh-huh. And their response was like a ticked off 13 year old saying, well, did Hundy contact you? I was <laughs> like, Hundy's job was to make the car my, and they're like, did the, the person who sold you the car tell you I said their job was to sell me the car? Your job yeah. was to protect the car. Yeah. So, so, that, so that's upsetting. And what's most upsetting to me is that Hyundai and Kia, with this as a known issue, have not remedied it. Uh. And they're pushing that cost off onto municipalities, to cities, to states, to sheriff's departments, mm-hmm. and to the consumers. Um, in the greater denver area more than 100 vehicles are stolen every single day that's crazy every single day uh-huh. so right now that's our current average we're at the all-time high denver is now the number one city in car theft which are is you serious high. no not at all i'm totally serious huh. um in 2021 according to um I think I got it from the, from the auto test task force, actually. I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. where I got this number. 2021, 36,777 people were the victim of auto theft. 36,777 in in Colorado. In Colorado. In all of Colorado. The majority of those are happening in our metropolitan area, right? Which Uh is Denver. Um, Between... I think it was 2019 and 2021, right? When my car was stolen, Uh that is when there was this shift, major shift in the amount of cars that are being stolen in our area. An increase of 86% between 2019 and 2021. Now there's, a lot of different reasons that people speculate that this is happening. One is the Mm -hmm. economy, right? One is the fact that we have a huge drug problem and people are, that's one of the things that is fostering this. Another is the fact that we've changed some criminal. We've changed the level of felony for car theft. Um, It got, it moved from like a three to a six or something like that. I can't remember exactly. We've changed our, being able to get out on bail easier on, on without mm-hmm. cash fund. Mm-hmm. Um the people who stole my car were actually on parole at the time that they stole my car oh, okay um it's always a good good time yeah, to do a so crime. They, yeah. yeah so they were in a waiting trial on some other on some other issues kind of mm-hmm. a thing but here's here's the real crux of it then you add to that that denver has 1500 sworn officers mm-hmm. 1500 if fifteen had to cover everything, who yeah. are responsible for all of the the break-ins and the illegal fireworks and the stabbings and the muggings and mm-hmm. the noise complaints and the car thefts? Right, all of those things. So we have fifteen hundred sworn officers, and then like fifteen hundred in the sheriff's department. But even between that, that's three thousand, and we've had a hundred car thefts a day. Yeah, like the math doesn't work. So yeah. we do because at first I was really. Annoyed, mm-hmm. quite frankly, that I had told the police that this footage existed and nobody had bothered to get it. Mm-hmm. And I was re- I was like, what the hell? Like I've I've <laughs> I've teed this up, right? I've I've teed it up for you. And then when you understand that math, you get why. And quite frankly, if somebody's house has just broken in, been broken into, or somebody's being stalked or somebody has had any type of violence against them, I want you to deal with all of those things before you deal with my stolen Hyundai Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but this is, so it's a math problem that way, but it also makes the fact that we have a manufacturer who hasn't fixed this issue, mm-hmm. even though it's a known issue, in much more significant issues for communities.
0: Yeah, so like, well, oh, interesting.
1: To the point where when they know this, and there's, a, there's actually a lawyer out of Wisconsin who um has footage of a because in milwaukee wisconsin the people who steal these cars call themselves the kia boys and they have competitions around it and there's video of a 13 year old 13 year old i think it is um breaking into and driving off with um a kia or Hyundai in less than 20 seconds
0: oh man okay okay so here's my question for you one more question yeah what kind of car did oh. you buy
1: oh Oh, I have to tell you two more things. I, I bought, I bought, um, I bought a Mazda uh-huh. CX-5. Okay. Um, Which I have a great story about. Um, and I will mention shop Mazda because they were amazing. Okay. And um, I love this car so much. Um, but it also has, it can't be easily stolen, but it also does have a club. So my advice on okay. what do you do to make sure you protect your car? Um, I do think as much as I joke about the fact that mine was stolen on a sunny day, so maybe lighted areas don't work. They've Uh got to help at night, right? Uh Um, So my car, though, was fully locked, buttoned up, both keys inside. It had an alarm system um, that didn't go off. I don't know Really? Yeah. Um, Of all the ones you hear at two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. going off, (laughs) I didn't go off in the afternoon. And I know that because I was sitting outside behind a fence when they were on the other side of the fence on the street, stealing the car. I would have heard it. Um, If, if I, if I could have seen through the fence, I would have seen them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so a, um, get a club and people will say, oh, they can cut through the clubs. Yep. They can, but it's a deterrent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a deterrent. Am I going to take the time? Yes. I understand. You're probably passing it on to the next car it's a much bigger societal issue kind of a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would get a club that also the other benefit of the club and I have no affiliation with them. I have no kickback from them. I have no, whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't even know I'm talking about this. Um, is I got the kind that has a, a guarantee on it that if oh. yes, I have it on the car and the car gets stolen. They play my deductible. Right. Huh. So, so for, I don't know what it is, $40, mm-hmm. I get a thousand dollars worth of protection. Right. Pfft easy done. Mm -hmm. And I use it and you just get in the habit of, of locking it on there. Uh It's really easy. Uh And it comes in blue. Um, (laughs) You don't even even have to get like a red one, like, but I'm driving around like it's Bronx 1986, baby. I got my club. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The other thing is my car um, has two trackers in it um, and different kinds of trackers. I've actually changed them over to Apple, the Apple, Air, air tags. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which have a stronger re- receiver kind mm-hmm. of a thing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, nobody who steals cars is listening to this tip because my tip is that you put in at least two one mm-hmm. that's easy to find okay. um, that they will find and pitch, and one that's not easy to find. Oh. Um, so that hopefully they will have only seen that, you know, right? They're like, oh, I got your tracker. Oh, goes. Oh, there's still another one. Right. Uh-huh. And then also um, here in Colorado, and this is true in some other states as well um, AAA will have your catalytic converter etched and stickered for free at participating mechanics. Oh, really? Yeah. So one of the big issues with vehicle theft is not only the theft of the actual vehicle, but of the catalytic converter. Um, And again, it's a deterrent. And now there's actually a bill going through that requires, or maybe it did go through, I was just reading about it this week, that, um, the sale of catalytic converters will now be tracked. Now, I saw that too. Are there too. still, mm-hmm. still going to be black market, you mm-hmm. know, undercover, you know, kind of things? Yes. Does it, is it a deterrent? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to build in those deterrents along the way? Mm-hmm. And while my vehicle had a lot of things that were of value to me, mm-hmm. it weren't like high shiny items. Like I didn't have a computer out, right. Like mm-hmm. there were underneath the thing underneath where there was the Hyundai santa fe one of the things i loved about it is a huge cargo space and when you lift it up the back there was storage yeah that was available you. so I, that's where i had the ring light my hiking poles yeah. right? my hiking shoes were in the back though uh dog material that kind of a thing so of course the the natural logical thing is to not have um things sitting out and then the last one the last, <laughs> i got this from a friend um, the last tip on making sure your car doesn't get stolen, um, is when you have valuables, like sometimes you're like going to the Broncos game or something, yeah. right. And yeah. you, you're like, oh, let's lock our purses in the trunk, uh-huh. right. That kind of a thing. Do that before you get to the game. Before oh yeah. You- they watch it. Because mm-hmm. you might be getting watched mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, valuable things are in that car that they've just tucked away. So it makes your car a target.
0: Yeah, that happened to me in Hawaii. They watched they watched us put our stuff away and then it was gone. So yeah,
1: yeah. So do yeah. it before you get to your end location. Uh-huh. And the and join groups like the, the Colorado um, stolen cars page, mm-hmm. there are, where it's people who are you can be on the lookout for other people's cars. Mm-hmm. When I I still, when I drive by areas where I see a whole lot of things that look like, wow, this really looks like there's a lot of stolen mm-hmm. cars down here. I will pull out my phone, do a quick recording as I go, post it onto the Facebook group and say, this is this address, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really is neighborhood watch when it comes to this type of thing. Wow. Because we, we the numbers just... Um, they don't match up for what the police could possibly do, right? Now them. okay, so
0: how can people get a hold of you and Kate, just for like maybe a little tip or two if something happens and they need right. a little expertise.
1: Well, well they're welcome to reach out to me at my uh, website, which is not anything to do with car theft, um, but my area of expertise and leadership and workplace culture. So that's the www. All right. the leadershipexpertscom make sure you get the s on there leadership experts the leadershipexperts.com um, and on there is a contact form that they can reach out to me and of course my phone number is up there and uh, I am I also have a company Facebook group I have a company Twitter but I just don't use it that much oh uh, yeah I get it mainly well, I use uh, Facebook that's wow. my.
0: Well, Nora, fine. thanks for taking the time to tell your story. I think you're going to help a lot of people out. And um, I've loved having you here on Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups.
1: There you go. I'm uh, glad to share the story and have people protect their vehicles and look out for the good of others in their community. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate, and review it. I'll see you next time.